Welcome to The Unpodcast. It's about you. This is your host, Caitlin DeBeer. I'm a life coach, speaker, psychology lecturer, and a mum of two littles. And I'm here to inspire you with self-management tips, secrets, interviews, and tricks around loving yourself, loving your life, yep, even the mums, and ultimately to motivate you to want to wake up every morning and live your beautiful life. Over to today's episode. Cool, Nat. I am so excited to have you on the Unpodcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm super excited to be a guest. Mm. Um, I've been following you since you started your podcast, so to actually be a guest is is a super big dream come true for me. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that, and I think I. I'm sure you saw, knowing that you follow the podcast, but I put up a few weeks ago on, um, I think on Instagram probably, I asked like questions, like asking people what they want to hear more of or less of or people they want me to interview or whatever. And a few people wrote that they want to like start a business or like a side thing, but how do they and and when is a good time and do you quit your job? And Immediately, I was like, I, I know a lot of those answers. I feel like it's it's something that I am passionate about, entrepreneurship and, you know, beginning something. And then suddenly you just like popped into my head and I was like, no, 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 I know an expert. <laughs> Yay, I'm so glad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, I mean, we've obviously, we, we've worked together in a, in a coaching capacity um, and then you did my mum's course and, yeah, I really felt like from the get-go, we really did connect. I think we've got similar personalities and obviously both being mums of young kids, working for ourselves. Um, yeah, I think it, it was like an, an easy connection. Um, so yeah, first of all, yeah, tell us, tell everyone a bit about yourself before we actually get into the real chat. Okay, perfect. Um, so my name is Natalie. Uh, I married my high school sweetheart. His name's Tyron. And I'm a mama to a very sweet little boy, John Marker, who's just turned two years old. Um, and then because we're talking about side hustles and um, careers, just a little bit of insight uh, into my career. Um, I started working, uh, what was back then, a really small home run company um, in promotional and events category with two very dynamic women. Um, In this role, I always took my job very seriously, like as if I was running my own company. Um, But both of these women that I worked with were really successful entrepreneurs and now are both mentors to me. But when you surround yourself with like-minded people, inspiration for entrepreneurship does come quite naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I moved on to the world of brand management, uh, which was really exciting. I worked on very big, luxurious brands for fragrance companies. Um, and again, I was really surrounded by great influential people. Um, as I established myself within that role, um, I evolved not only as an individual, but also as a brand builder. Um, which has been really essential to how I've run my business today. Um, But now I run my own company. Uh, Many new moms who are breastfeeding have heard of my business. Um, I call myself Mrs. Milk, uh, not because I physically run a dairy farm, but I help breastfeeding moms run their their own personal dairy farm by helping Mm -hmm. them to produce more milk for their babies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I like to call myself a mompreneur rather than an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. because as exciting as the world of entrepreneurship is, 
my role as mom has always been my main focus and, and one that I've taken very seriously. So, and that always comes first for me so that's just a little bit about me mm, that's awesome yeah I love um I love what you said you know in terms of the influential people in your life um and that it's it almost as if like this was bound to happen for you to start your own thing um based on the, the yeah. influence they had yeah I mean they it it was always like a, a culture of entrepreneurship within you know within the environments that I was in so it almost just seemed like the natural path for me to to go down mm, that's awesome yeah so I mean tell us let's let's walk through the process a bit Nat so you were working for a company um you then obviously were pregnant and yeah walk us through from then until um the launch of Mrs. Milk and sort of how it began and and what it took, I suppose, to go from an idea to actually building a successful business. Okay, so Mrs. Milk originally started because I had a need that I couldn't really fix with anything on the shelves available for me to buy. Um, so for, for you to kind of know how I started, I kind of need to go right back to the beginning, uh, just for some context. Mm. So originally, I had made my lactation bars just for myself to eat. Um, when John was born, I had a very specific birth and breastfeeding plan, and I'd prepared myself in my mind mm. for a relatively like smooth ride into this motherhood process. I mean, automatically you think, oh, I'm a woman, this should be natural, it's going to be a simple process. <laughs> but I mean, even as I say that, I have a little chuckle because yeah. that's not how it went at all. Mm. And I felt like nothing went to plan. Um, so after having to change my birth plan, uh, John had to spend about a week in, in ICU. And although the, birth, uh, the, the nursing staff encouraged me to express breast milk for him, it was at the disadvantage of him not feeding directly from me. Mm. Um, eventually, my little guy was deemed well enough to come back home. And when we got home, he was not keen to breastfeed in all, at all. And I was quite heartbroken, to say the least. Yeah. Um, at this stage, he was having full bottles of formula and very little breast milk. And I was just unable to keep up with the amount of milk he was requiring. Um, but I really wasn't ready to give up on my breastfeeding dream just yet. And that's kind of where my nourishing journey began. Um, lots of research ensued. Uh, this was this really started the process where I tried every trick in the book. Um, eventually, it led to my discovery of lactation ingredients and ingredients that helped produce more breast milk. And by testing all the different ingredients and trying to put them together in different ways, um, my kitchen really resembled a food corporation lab, but eventually I engineered a perfect recipe that helped me increase my supply in the form of my lactation bar. So due to sheer determination, eventually I was able to ease John back into latching again and was able to not only feed him full-time breast milk, but also save milk for when I returned back to work sure. uh, with by eating my bars. Mm -hmm. um, I also had a very special friend of mine that was really struggling to express her own breast milk when she went back to work. Um, and I made my bars, I was making them for myself. So I made her batches as well, which I used to deliver in Tupperware boxes. Mm -hmm. um, and she went from only being able to express 30 moles to being to expressing over a hundred mils per session with sure. the only change being the consumption of my bars. Wow. Um, so this was really like one of my first success stories, obviously besides my own. Yeah. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, if I can help 
myself. I'm helping my friends. I've helped friends of friends. Like surely I can help other moms too that have this problem. So it was the third month of my maternity leave. And Tyra and my husband came home from work one day and walked into our dining room, which looked like a production warehouse. And he was like, what is going on? And I proudly announced that I'm going to start selling my lactation bars to other moms. Um, so fast forward several months and hundreds of thousands of bars later, uh, my recipe has been taken to a professional facility who now manufacture on my behalf. Sure. So that's that's my story. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I mean, you were working at the same time, hey? I mean, when this was, was starting yeah. out. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was on maternity leave, so I did have yeah. that break. But, you know, maternity leave is given for a reason because yeah. it is, it's not the easiest time in a mom's life, especially on a, when you have your first child. Mm. Um, you, you're not quite sure what to expect. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I think what I love most about this whole story is that you saw a need and you decided to meet it, um, sort of rather than become victim to it. And that's something I'm so passionate about. Um, it wasn't like a drive for money. It wasn't like, oh, I need to fill my time or I'm bored or, um, you know, I just wish I had my own thing. Let me try and like think something up, which is then hard to sustain. Um, I think you, you genuinely filled a need for yourself and you saw that there was an answer and that, and that this could change other people's lives. Um, yeah. Sure. Does it sound amazing when you speak about it or do you, does it feel just very much like, I don't know, it's just my story? So when, when, I, when I have to like reflect back, um, you know, in preparing for our chat today, I really, you know, you kind of think back on what happened and you, you sit back and you're like, wow, I've actually done it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it, 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 when, you're, when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't seem like you'll, you'll ever get there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, looking back now, it, 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 it does. It's super exciting and I'm super proud of what I've accomplished and, and I'm so passionate about the moms that I've helped. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. I think um, as an entrepreneur or mompreneur, um, the, the end goal is always stretched, you know. Um, you change that, that sort of level of success constantly. So at first it's like I need to sell 10 and then 30 and now it's thousands. And it, it's good to have those moments of reflecting and pausing and being like, sure, I've actually come a long way. I'm actually doing really well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so tell us in terms of when you were – Back at work, so back at, at a normal job, you had a child now and you were still trying to run Mrs. Milk. Um, how, how did that balance actually work? Um, so <laughs> this is the hardest part. You know, uh, the hustle is real. That's, mm. that's what I'm going to say. And in, in actually having to sit down and recall the hours that I put into running my side hustle, you know, like I, I quite understand why I didn't have a life for a good couple of months and um, just because I was putting so much into getting Mrs. Milk up and running. Um, and I think this is why so many businesses never achieve their potential of, you know, becoming full-time contributing businesses mm-hmm. um, because it is that hard. Um, you know, one of my favorite sayings, and I, I think it's an anonymous quote, but it's nobody said it was going to be easy they said it would be worth it and you know that's that's really very very apt for 
for starting your own business. Um, for me, I really needed to remember the different boxes per se that I needed to sort out for each day um, to keep every activity that needed to be done within its own box. Just so in my mind, I could catalog each scenario and just the work that needed to go within that box. So for example, you know, I would know, okay, Hopper 724 is my work box. I need to get through X, Y, and Z today. I'd have my list and I would try to really get done work within that work time. Then I would know, okay, my next box is 4.30 to 6.30. Like that's sure. my mommy box. You know, I must play, yeah. feed, read, love, bath, sleep, like anything that John needed. Mm-hmm needed to be done within that time and you know many full-time moms know the time spent with your child after you know in the evenings is so limited as it is so I would really do my best not to let any of my other little boxes take away from this time just so that it was John's time Mm. Um, my next box would be from seven to nine when I would actually that would be my like production box where I would physically mix and bake Um, then nine to ten would be when my products actually needed to cool. So here I would prep orders, I would print invoices, I would pre-plan some social media and I would get everything ready from the next day. And then from 10 to 11, I would pack and seal orders for the next day. And that's pretty much how my family life lived for about seven months while I worked full time. There were some days, you know, that were quieter and I could have a little, like a little bit of a break and other days I needed to travel for work. So I had to work extra hard on the weekends before so that Ty could send out orders for me while I was away. Um, And I must say like Ty really has been quite a big cornerstone for me through all of this because he has helped me with every single element of my business. And I think if you don't have your partner's support, it really is quite difficult Mm. to to get it up and running but he knew what my end goal was and my end vision was so together we kind of just slogged through it Mm, yeah and that's amazing I mean that you that you had that but I think um you're still the one that has to (laughs) that has to balance it all um but the emotional support for sure and obviously the the extra hands um will make yeah makes a big difference um yeah exactly yeah I like that you're being honest I think um you know, there are a lot of people that sort of think when you start something um, that it's, you know, you just put money in and it can kind of work. <laughs> um, and it's just so not like that. Um, and, and as a mum especially, um, you know, trying to split your time is just mind-blowing. So, um, yeah, I think those those extra hours are what people need to hear, what all of us need to hear to be able to firstly respect small business owners or at least what starts off as a small business um, but also to know for ourselves what would be expected if that's the road that we choose. Um, yeah. So basically at the beginning, your full-time job was, if you can say, funding your side hustle. So you were earning an income from one and sort of being able to run the other. Is that correct? So yes and no. <laughs> um, originally, I really had to bootstrap my business. Uh, I didn't have huge finance I didn't have savings I didn't have any investment uh, Mm -hmm. to throw into starting a company Um, I had my credit card (laughs) but um, maternity leave is already a cut down on your normal salary for many people Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't get my whole salary during my leave um, and I had to claim from um, from UIF which if any moms out there have tried you will know 
the struggle and how long it takes to get any money out. Mm. Um, and you don't always end up getting as much as you would have normally taken home. Mm. So already, uh, like Ty and I were on the back foot a bit. Um, and with our unexpected stay in hospital, you know, the, the, the bills really do start adding up quite quickly. Mm. Um, but I bought my first set of trays, my labels, my boxes and my ingredients on my credit card. Um, and then I also had to investigate how to sell online because I knew I did have to go back to work. So I needed um, like a, a so-called storefront uh, yeah. to be able to make sales while I was working my nine to five. Um, and I needed everything to be automated. Um, I knew I wouldn't be able to like like have people email me and I'll send you an invoice and then you pay me, you know, I wasn't able to do all of that because I was working and I needed to, you know, while at work, I needed to be in that work box. Mm. Um, The other thing that I really wanted to make sure that I was doing is I wanted to give back. Um, I wanted to give something to moms instead of just selling. So before I actually uh, got my store up and running on Shopify, which is the platform that I use to run my store. Um, They actually, Shopify gives you, it's a really great system, um, but they give you a page that allows you to kind of collect interested buyers' email addresses. Mm. Um, So instead of just asking for an email address or saying like, please leave your email address here and I'll let you know when my store's up and running, I actually created a document Uh, with tips and tricks on breastfeeding and if moms left me their email address I sent them this document to help Mm. um so yeah Shopify gives you two free weeks to build your store before you start paying $29 uh for the basic plan and I I planned it in such a way that I collected email addresses while building the store and I was collecting details of moms who were already struggling with milk production so when I launched my store about a week later because I was able to build up these, these email addresses of moms who needed the help, you know, I let them know when my store launched. And I, I actually made my first couple of sales before I even had to pay for my Shopify store. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I just really kept reinvesting the profits back into my business. Um, so the first big items I bought was a dedicated large oven um, <laughs> with special trays that I could bake in bulk. Um, I bought a better mixer and I kept like reinvesting on Facebook marketing. Um, So you may say like, when did I actually, you know, take the leap into turning the side hustle into my full-time job? Mm. Um, But it was actually due to a set of circumstances. So um, I had a full-time nanny who was helping me look after John during the day. uh, And she was involved um, in quite a serious accident. uh, So she was unable to look after John. So we kept on holding on in the hope that she would come back to work for us. And Mm. my mom stepped in um, and helped me out for about three months while Peishi was unable to work. Um, And after about three months, Peishi said, you know, Nat, I'm so sorry, but John is just too busy. I'm I'm not going to be able to come back and work for you. Um, And, you know, this was the point for us. You know, I actually reckon I may still have worked full time a little longer, you know, just because we become very used to the security um, that a salary offers every month, you know. Um, But this was my turning point. And like when I sat down and said to Ty, look, Peishi is not going to come back. We took the decision together that now it's time to to put Mrs. Milk and and start making this my real deal. Mm. Sure. And it's just gone up from there. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> if only. <Very> exciting. <laughs> but it has. Um, on those notes, I mean, on that note, um, without boasting, and you can't call it boasting if I'm asking the question, um, I, I obviously know a bit about your stats, but tell everyone in terms of sort of the growth spurt that's, um, that you'll call it side hustle um, has had over, yeah, over the past year or so. Sure. Um, so from the time that I decided to take on Mrs. Milk um, full time, my business has grown tenfold, <laughs> which has been amazing. Um, I must be brutally honest. It's, it was not making my full salary in the beginning. Um, but if you take into consideration, I was able to be home. I was able to spend more time with John. Um, I didn't have to account for the cost of a full-time nanny. My travel costs would decrease. So all these elements do add up, mm. you know, and you can take these into consideration. You can't just look straight at the numbers and compare like versus like. Yeah. Um, so like by able to by, by taking the time that I now had, I was able to give better customer service. Um, mm. I could answer questions that came through Facebook a lot quicker, um, and I was really able to put more effort into the whole business. Mm. Um, also, a very big contributor to this big growth was the fact that I was able to get a contract packer involved, um, so I was not physically making every bar myself. Mm. Um, this was very time-consuming, mm. um, as you can imagine. And when you're only able to make your product when your baby sleeps, yeah. it does come as quite a challenge. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm really able to take that time now and invest that back into my marketing um, and my, my products and launching new products, hint, hint. Um, but I really, <laughs> I really, I give a lot of myself to my moms um, mm. and I, I truly care about them on their journey. Mm. Um, so, like this personal advice, my blog post, and this care, you know, takes time for each situation. Um, so yeah, each mom's circumstances is very circumstances very different. So yeah, yeah, I love that, and I think mums pick that up. Um, and mums are are at a stage in life where I don't know where a bit of extra love and a bit of extra grace and care is like is so welcome. Um, so I love, yeah, I love that you put that in and, and I've no doubt that that's part of why people will keep coming back for more, obviously a good product and the product has to, has to work, but, but it's more than that. I think they also then buy into a brand and a brand that's, that's supporting them on this whole journey of, of breastfeeding and sort of early motherhood. Um, so yeah, yeah. so well done, I think for making it more than just a product. Um, and yeah. yeah. What you know, you they think? say, it, there's that old saying, it takes a, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. And I think in our modern day society, we've almost forgotten that we need that village, mm. you know, and we need help and we need support. Um, so, you know, even if I can just be one voice to one mum to help make a difference, you know, I feel like then I've done my part. Yeah, no, I totally hear you and I am all about that village. <laughs> Um, and my kids are, are a bit older now, and yet still, I'm all about that village. So, yeah, for sure. If we're looking at, um, at what it's taken for you to, to reach this, this level of success, and I'll say so quickly, even though obviously I'm sure it, it feels like this has been going a long time, but, but you have grown quickly and, and done well quickly. Um, what advice would you give to women that want to start a sort of side hustle while they work or... Um, or, yeah, some form of, of company business? So, 
what what a lot of entrepreneurs don't really mention um, is how lonely the journey is, yeah. um, and especially in the only like those early days mm-hmm. when you alone are your business um this is actually when i when i joined your mom's course originally it's because i just felt i was so successful and so productive while i was running it as a side hustle and like working full time i felt like i was able to accomplish so much more than like stepping into this role um but being a, a more hands-on mom is quite a challenge firstly um mm-hmm. and a change of pace of lifestyle and and it is it's lonely um and as much as I love my little human um it's great to still have have adult conversation mm. and you know any conversation actually that doesn't include the word choo-choo yeah. um yeah, yeah. but you know it's it's been really great for me to have gotten to a space now where I can afford to put John in a play school for the morning and like work on Mrs. Milk in the morning and then get like all my orders out and whatever needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And if I feel by 12 o'clock, I'd like to like snuggle him for his sleep time. I go fetch him early and then the afternoons are strictly John and mom time. So I can give him some good quality time. Mm-hmm. But in terms of side hustles, my first thing is launch before you feel ready. Um, it, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, um, and if you if you keep thinking your product is never ready to go to market, somebody else will launch a similar product and will be doing a better job of helping your customers solve their problems. So even if you think you're not ready, just do it. Um, for me, the second thing is education is quite important. <laughs> um, get yourself invested in a couple of courses that can help you get going. Um, so Shopify have a, an amazing free academy, um, which can help you start your store. They have many experts talking about different subjects uh, to help you on your e-com journey if you're wanting to do the e-com route. Um, Facebook and Google, I mean, two of the biggest company of the world, have amazing free material just to help you along on your marketing side of your journey. Um, and then there are a couple of like local options that you can also consider. There's a Facebook group um, run by a gentleman by the name of Warwick Kearns, and he started it in a group called Insaka. Um, and it's a really amazing platform for entrepreneurs who are pursuing e-commerce in South Africa. Um, it's an open platform. You can ask questions and you can interact with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hmm. So education and and get yourself plugged in because once you start consuming, you know, you start getting ideas. Um, my next point is to give. Um, you really want to make sure you offer your customers real value. Uh, and this should be something that they don't have to buy from you. Um, so I'm a big believer in you reap what you sow. Um, so go out and give something to people that can help them. You know, it might be hand in hand with your product, but something that they don't necessarily have to just make a purchase from you. Uh, the next thing would be to build really great relationships and meaningful relationships. And um, I suggest you do this with customers if you're that far down the road, as well as under others in the industry. You know, this could be like yeah. social influencers. It could be possible retailer partners. Um, it could even be, you know, the possible owners of products that you could in turn sell one day. So like relationships is quite an important thing for me. Yeah. Um, staying motivated. <laughs> this is quite a hard one when you buy yourself. Mm. Um, but you know, for me, gratitude played a really big role in this aspect for me. I got so caught up in running my business and I forgot to look at the daily things that I was grateful for. And your mom's living their best life really helped me put this aspect back into perspective in my life. 
And every day you should just take a few moments to remember why you're thankful. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're working, it may be because you're thankful for the stability. When you first resign, you know, even though you don't have as much money, you may be thankful for the time. Um, you know, if we focus on what's good, negative thoughts don't seem as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something for me that's it's really played a very big part in my, in my life. Um, the next thing, <laughs> putting in the hard work, you know, um, this is quite a big thing because in the beginning, you are all the aspects of your business. So you the sales guy, you the delivery guy, you the marketing guy, the manufacturer, the HR manager, the CEO, mm-hmm. you know, and all of these roles take time and dedication. So you really need to make sure that all of them are functioning as their best as they can be for your business to work. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of these roles are single jobs as it is. Um, and it is, it's hard. So you, you do have to put in the hard work up front, um, but you will reap the benefits later on. And then just to keep your eye on your goal, like remember why you started your side hustle. Um, Things do become challenging and you may not always have, you know, the so-called best of both worlds, but at the end of the day, the sacrifices are worth it. And you just got to keep remembering why, keep remembering your why. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Thanks. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. I think, um, you know, when people listen to, to something like this, there there's so many things that fit together to run a business. And listening to you, obviously, I also run my own business. And um, and all those roles make me want to cry because <laughs> I do them all. Um, and, and you don't necessarily do them all well. You know, some come naturally and, and some don't. And um, it's always this juggling act and every year looks different. And there are just so many things that, that fit together. And I think if we can just as, as local women support other local businesses um, knowing, yeah. knowing that all this is going on. Um, I think that's a beautiful way of like, of just like practicing love for other mums, for other people, for, um, for South Africa, you know, um, I was just writing yesterday for a magazine and they've asked me to do, they like sent me a whole lot of questions about their, for their Christmas edition. And it was like some fun things like, which was your favorite Christmas growing up and why and, who do you want to kiss under the mistletoe and so on? But the one question that they did ask is, what are you, have you asked Father Christmas for? And um, I said, like, I haven't actually written a list yet, but just, like, off the top of my head, I want some active wear, like new um, running clothes from SJ, which is, like, a local company here. I want some Saints and Summer shoes. I want um, a new Kazi that's from a company called Beach Cult in Cape Town. And I was like, oh, my word, how cool. Like, they all women entrepreneurs that are running these brands um, yeah. and and yeah I think amazing if we can back each other and and understand what it's taking for that person to get this business off the ground exactly so um, and you know it is a little it's a little bit cliche but you know when you buy from a small business you know you're not buying from a big retailer and it might not be as convenient as a big retailer but you literally make somebody do a happy dance <laughs> every time you place an order um, and it really is you support a dream Mm-hmm. and I, yeah I love that um, and I, I genuinely love what you're doing and I know lots of entrepreneurs that I could have asked um, to be on here but I, I think exactly what you said earlier like your love for mums and just I mean you've obviously asked me to do like a few things and we've worked together a bit on campaigns and things and I've, I've really just seen that this is so much more than just earning money or, um, or like trying to do something to fill your time this is a passion like you filling a need 
at the same time, you're also building a community and you're loving on these women. So yeah, from my side, thank you for what you do. And if I have a third child, I promise I will be supporting you. <laughs> There's a big if. <laughs> a big if. Um, but along those lines, can you tell everyone where can they find Mrs. Mock? Yes. So um, I have a website, which is mrsmock.co.za, where all my orders are placed through. But if you want to find me socially, um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And my hashtag is just mrsmock.co.za. Divine. Such a stunning name. So clever. Because often with brands, they choose something like overly clever. And then I can't remember what it was when I'm looking for it. Um, so I love it and yeah I really do encourage everyone to go and find Mrs. Milk and I think it's a a beautiful company company to support and a product that works and how amazing is that I know personally how how tough that breastfeeding journey can be Um, so and add in a bit of stress or anything along those lines and milk drops immediately so I think anything that can help is um is amazing and how incredible to have a product like that in South Africa um, thank you for your time, Nats. I really do appreciate it. And I've loved everything that you've shared. And I've no doubt um, everyone that listens is going to too. No, thank you so much. And, and really, it's been such an honor to, to be a guest. Thank you. Cool. This episode has ended. And I have no doubt that you're feeling super inspired. Please go on over and support Mrs. Milk, especially obviously the mums. Um, it's a phenomenal company. And I'm sure that she has won you over. Um, And then for anyone still looking for coaching for the remainder of this year, I do have four spaces available um, and I will be closing those in the next week. And that is for four to five, depending on what you're looking for, coaching sessions via Skype. It might be body positivity, so my digesting love course, or just one-on-one general coaching, which is what I did with Mrs. Milk with Nats earlier this year. I would love to work with you and to ensure that you end 2019 on a happy note, on a successful note, and on a note where you feel like you love yourself and you can celebrate who you are and who you were created to be. So you can email me at katelyndebeer at gmail.com or go onto my website katelyndebeer.com and you will find my coaching packages on there. Cool. Happy week, everyone.